Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan is still missing, and our heroes tried to ambush the Unseen Hand, but the Unseen Hand triggered that trap with a trap of their own. Who is really trapping who? Will Polka be of any use without the explosive Bernice? Will Uncle Jim Jim survive yet another last stand alongside the Dum Dums? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. Uh, so Bernice uh, <laughs> spirals up and out of the window and spins off and, and sort of lands out near the town square. And as she does so, a small note flutters down from inside her. She says, fuck you, Polka. <laughs> you, me too. And you realize that, of course, you wouldn't have just left your weapons untouched. Yeah. Totally fucked with them because he's a prick. Yeah, that does track. So what we've learned is <laughs> you should have said, fuck you, me too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's just a confusing statement to hear, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and Polka, I'm going to give you four points of damage from yeah. uh, Rocket. To my confidence. Yeah, yeah. Four exactly. points of damage yeah. to my confidence. <laughs> so, Butthole, you've just seen an explosion and a war pick goes flying out of a window and you hear something about Timothy Dalton. <laughs> just the way we drew that one up here, fellas. So I'm immediately going, oh, so the berserkers are just for me. So where are they on this ride? Are they all at the front? Are they're, they all off They're of on it? either side. They're flanking it. Okay, and there are how many? There are two berserkers. They obviously know where I am because I stood up. So I'm just going to go with the one that's on my side because okay. I, I want to take a run at him and I got Goblin Jr. with me. So I just yelled, for Moonhammer! And I sprint forwards. I summon the power of Moonhammer. So she's going to take a fisty old punch, classic, straight up from the ground right in the dick. I know no one at Greywater expects dick punches. That's not part of the training. I learned that on my own. <laughs> and that is a 25 to hit. Yes, that will hit. That will do. 13 damage. So he takes 13 damage directly to his crotch from a radiant fist on the end of a muscle-bound yet feminine arm. Oh, I told them they should have trained us how to defend against dick punches. <laughs> this makes me angry! <laughs> Uh-oh. And then I'm sprinting forwards with Goblin Jr. And I've learned to do this while ducking. So I duck down and Goblin Jr. jumps off my back and into the face of the guy I'm dealing with. And I'm swinging the hammer up. I'm going crotch again because I've learned. He's, nobody thinks they're getting double crotched. So I get advantage because of Goblin Jr. 20 total, but not natural. Yep, that'll hit. Nice. I bring it up into his crotch, and then Goblin Jr. hits him in the head and then sails around to his back and is growling. And as I bang him in the crotch, I wind it back and then golf swing again into his crotch. Noticing a theme. And that was an 11. No dice. That's fine. That last swing wasn't really that great. Plus, I'd used all my fart powers on the first one. So I'm charging that up with a little bit of Moonhammer's Fury as well. 16 damage. So I, I did a grand total of a lot of crotch damage. He's frustrated and he's angry and his dick hurts. So now he's going to hurt you back. That brings us to Quinny. Quinny, where are you in relation to the wagons right now? I am inside the town. So I'm not on the outside dealing mm -hmm. with berserkers or anything like that. I would have hidden myself outside of a building, but around a corner so that they couldn't see me. And I guess instructions still stand to take out the wizards. So... I'm going to move around the outside of the buildings mm -hmm. uh, to get into a flanking position. And I'm going to cast Hex on the wizards that I see. 
Okay. We'll say that he has disadvantage on dex saves. Do you want to cast it on the one in red or the one in blue? The one in blue. We don't have a lot of people like on the ground fighting them yet, right? Jim Jim and the Suicide Squad will be coming out in a minute, but they're not out yet. Okay, so I'm going to hang back and just fire off an Eldritch Blast. Okay. 22 to hit? Uh, Yeah, that'll hit. Outstanding. A D10 and a D6 got me 16 damage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. So he staggers sideways, clearly very hurt. And if I could move back to cover, that'd be just peachy with... Sure, you sneaky little boy. (laughs) Um, Great. Next up, we've got Juniper. Are the two robed wizards, are they near each other? They are flanking cart beta. How wide is a cart? About 12 feet across. Then I am going to strike my moonbeam. I raise my hands to the sky and yell, light of the moon, protect me! It's like the middle of the day and all the mercs are like, what the fuck? And then uh, moonbeams come down from above. Yeah, she appears and she does a circle in like old Sailor Moon style (laughs) art behind her. And then she like circles around and releases it. In the name of the moon, I shall punish you. (laughs) So how far apart did you say they were? 12 feet. Oh, fuck. So I'll just hit the one. Oh, shit, is it yeah, outside no, no. your circle? I fucked up. The one Quinny hit or the other the, one? I'm going to hit the one Quinny hit. That's yeah. nice, yeah. Who's that? Blue robe. So I'm going to aim my moonbeam at the blue robe wizard. At level three, by the way. Ooh. 20 on a fail. My spell saves 15. He fails? 20 radiant damage. Oh, yeah. He's hexed. He's, he's just been hit by an Eldritch Blast. He kind of looks up and looks around. He's like, where are the fries? Boss! And then the moonbeam just annihilates him. Yes! Awesome. That was almost as good as losing control of your rocket power. <laughs> War pick and just being, and being left unarmed, <laughs> injured on the side of the battle. I mean, almost as good at that, like eighty percent. Keep at it. Maybe someday you'll be as good as that. But. Cool. Uh, which brings us to the fine people of Vandalin. So, seeing that the plan is kind of underway, Jim Jim boots open a door and he's like, "Come on, boys! You want to live forever?" And uh, he takes a swig of rum and rushes out, swinging a Temple of Moon hammer branded Warhammer that he bought at the gift shop and then retooled. So he runs out, and they are going to. Engage the first group of mercenaries at Cart Alpha. So the two shield guys are going to hold their ground, but the mercenaries C and D, who are at sort of the middle points of the cart, are going to rush forward to engage the sword fighters. The archers will take aim. Meanwhile, the rock seekers give a signal to the fine archers of Vandalin, and they're going to point at the two shield guys that are currently putting up the defense against the chain gun, and they are going to fire a volley of arrows at them. So one of the volleys will hit... So the first shield guy falls to the ground, dead. Covered in arrows that have been fletched by tiny, tiny hands. Um, <laughs> which brings us to Card Alpha. Now there's only one shield up. That guy's doing the double hand thing where he's trying to cover for his dead friend, throwing up extra coverage against the chain gun, but it looks like he's starting to tire because that's not what he's meant to do. The two mercenaries who rushed forward to engage our sword troops will attack. The one guy rushes forward to attack Uncle Jim Jim. Uh, Unfortunately, he rolled a one, so Jim Jim stabs him hard in the shin with his key toe, and uh, (laughs) limping, holding his shin, yelling profanities, the merc accidentally jumps into the way of the chain gun, where he will take enough to melt his face. So he is dead. (laughs) The other guy, however, does hit, and he is going to do nine points. So he manages to drop a few of the Fandolin reserves. Cool! The two archers are going to open up on Uncle Jim Jim specifically. Only one will hit. Uncle Jim Jim takes 13 points of damage. Oof. From inside Alpha Cart, Quinny, you're probably still close enough to hear. You kind of hear like, mm, mm, 
Does it sound like an overly enthusiastic? Mm. I mean, it's pretty enthusiastic. Oh, mm. boy. Might be time for saving Private Bucky. Yeah. Which brings us to the Minotaur. Polka, you recognize the Minotaur as uh, a member of the unit. He's one of the fries that you know by name as Prindunkles, the Minotaur. He's the unit Minotaur. Combat monster and mascot, Prindunkles. <laughs> <laughs> Every unit has a token Minotaur these days, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, they make sure to buy my t-shirts. He says, once you pop, you can't stop. His unit's the Pringles, uh, and he just <laughs> pops heads off of people. Sure. Such a colorful backstory already. I feel like I know him. <laughs> he raises his tube of fury in the air, and he's going to... You did this. Leap. <laughs> he's going to leap at... Juniper, where are you in relation to um, So I'm, like, in cover behind, like, a tree or shrubbery that's just beside where the, the, where the carts have been coming in. So you're on the inside of the palisades yes. hiding? Yes. So he's going to rush you then, because cool. he saw the moonbeam. If there's one thing we know about Minotaurs, they hate watching their friends get disintegrated by moonbeams. <laughs> so he is going to rush, swing his tube of fury at you. Okay. Yeah, there's another unit called the Moon Pies that are super, super enemies of the Pringles. So anything moon related, he gets really offended moon by. Moon Pies. They hit a lot of the what same a market. To be alive. So he swings and he's infuriated. So he's going to go into a rage. This will okay. grant him advantage, but it will also grant you advantage oh, against cool. him. He will hit with one of those, and he will deal you 22 points of damage. Yikes. That tube is filled with concrete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But individual slices of concrete. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Right. It's, it's wafers of concrete. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I choose on, too. He has a minotaur form of diabetes that requires him to eat a little bit of concrete every hour. Otherwise, his blood sugar goes really up or down, and he gets so grumpy. And he also he looks at Juniper, looks at her head. Goes, why no pop? <laughs> I like friend uncles. You can't fucking befriend him. No, Don't no, no. Try. It's fine. No, we, 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 I was friends with him when he was really little, and then he started to get into head popping, and that was diametrically opposed to my interest as a medic. Yeah, it was an unfortunate situation where they adopted a young minotaur from a bunch of minotaurs they killed. I'm like, oh, we'll just raise him. It'll be like Hellboy. Mm, it was not like Hellboy. No, there was a really sad day where we found just a battlefield littered with headless members of our team and the other team, and he just told us, listen, they were the ones who did the decapitating. And Honestly, we, Captain Potatoes was just pretty pissed that so much of his concrete was gone. It was a real problem for the sappers. I rolled a 15, so my moonbeam is intact. Like someone who can maintain a moonbeam of, of radiant hellfire <laughs> while being <laughs> hit in the face, face by a tube of glory. <laughs> of nightmare. Brings us to Yevgenovich, who is just yelling increasingly strange things, because like he's used to kind of yelling one thing and then getting drowned out by combat, but this is a longer combat. Unfortunately, his little tiny Zvart arms are getting tired, so he's cranking the gun as hard as he can, but he's having a hard time aiming. He's getting real sleepy. <laughs> he rolled a three. All right, great. Um, <laughs> that brings us to the beta cart. One mage exploded. The other mage hates that. Um, Quinny, can you roll me an opposed hiding check? So you're looking for stealth? Uh, yes, please. Okay. That'll be a 17. He looks up to the house that you fired from. Nice try, asshole. And he's going <laughs> he's, to... He's just talking to the house, right? He just thinks the house shot him? I hate houses. <laughs> uh, he's going to throw a fireball at you, sir. All right. Can you roll me a... It's a I think it's a dex, dex for dex. fireball. We've heard yes. it enough from uh, <laughs> Alan throwing him around. That is true. R.I.P. Xanthus. So a dex save will put me at... Um, shit, I hate math. I'm so bad at it. I'm so embarrassed by how bad I am at it. 16 plus what? 7. 23. 24. 24. 24. I was, was going to no, say 24. No, 23. It's 23. Because it is wrong. Okay, You good, made yeah. me overthink it. It's 23. <laughs> so 23? Yeah. So you'll take... Well, I'm going to use evasion, so I don't take anything, I think. Okay, the house explodes. Evasion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did, did, I, did I not mention evasion? Me. Let's get dirty and take some damage. You can evade the fireball. I need you to roll me a dex save, please. Okay. 
13. So the house collapses in on you because you rolled a 13. You're able to duck and roll. You will take seven points of damage. You're prone, and you'll need to dig your way out. He says, I hate houses, and now underneath rubble, you're, I hate houses. Oh, I didn't realize I had a fellow house hater. I wouldn't have attacked you. I'm sorry, friend. Kidding! He's not great. You should kill him. Great. Uh, So the two knights rush at Juniper. She's on this side. Uh, So two attacks. Your AC is 16. 19. 19. So one will hit. And he is going to hit you for 13 points of damage. Yeesh. Hurting over here. That brings us to Charlie Cart next to the Berserkers. The back door swings open and two figures clamber out. One of them is a Goro-looking motherfucker with four arms. Uh, what? Um, who you, Polka, recognizes Quattro Quattro, one of the Amazing. fries. He's got a different weapon in each hand, but they're all kind of of the same size and ilk. And the other guy who comes out is, think Paul Rubens in Mystery Men, just like a little Weasley, stinky-looking dude. Um, <laughs> he's got like really greasy hair. He's like wearing a sack that's tied loosely around his waist. You can tell Quattro Quattro has been holding his breath while in a small space with this guy. <laughs> and he gets outside and he's like, Stinky D! <laughs> and uh, Butthole, even being close to this guy, like, you've smelled some bad smells. This guy's a particularly smelly motherfucker. So they get out and they're going to start moving towards you. Berserkers. So one berserker is going to start trying to climb over the palisade to get in and help the other dudes. The one in front of you who you punched in the dick a bunch is going to take a swing at you with his axe. He misses horribly, and his second attack also misses horribly. His dick hurts a lot. Crotch hits. I'm telling you, they don't train for him, and they really should. Yep, so he's like, help, guys! And the two fries size you up and look towards you. Top of the round, Polka. So my spectacularly failing weapon flew off into the town square? Is yes. that what I'm to understand there? I better jump down there and get it, because without it, I can't really do a lot. <laughs> Plus, uh, Juniper needs the help. Well, yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, so I think that's probably where I'm at. We're going to do like a big, fanciful leaping roll, because despite the fact I'm a giant hippo dude, I'm actually surprisingly dexterous. <laughs> um, so I'm going to kind of do that, pick up Bernice on my way by, and then use my action surge to run up to one of the people harassing Juniper and hit him in the neck. Great. Do you yell something while you do this? Once again, calling on my apparent Timothy Dalton fetish to uh, get me through <laughs> this tough time for me. It didn't uh, work last time, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work this time. <laughs> Your battle cry is always, fuck you, Timothy <laughs> Dalton. <Yeah. laughs> As uh, if the enemy is always named Timothy Dalton. <laughs> and you're Timothy Dalton. <laughs> and you're Timothy Dalton. It's his own kind of take on the hex spell yeah, that I it use. Just, it, it helps yeah. to focus your rage. and It's easier to just rage against one thing. Specific. Polka's got a lot going on right now. (laughs) So, Polka, you rush in with your hatred of Timothy Dalton burning fire in your chest. Yep. Currently attacking Juniper, there are two knights Mm -hmm. and the Minotaur. I think I got to get it. Was it Prinkles? What did I say it was? was? Uh, Prindunkles. Prindunkles. Yes, no, Prindunkles. And I need to have a frank exchange of ideas. Is that what the war pick part of Bernice is called? A frank exchange of ideas. (laughs) 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 All right, yeah, great. Welcome back to my first advertisement. That's right, it's the great wizard Bukake here to talk to you about the Patreon of Dum Dums and Dice. It's an amazing opportunity for you to contribute to a show you enjoy and appreciate even more shows they're making elsewhere too. For $1, you get access to the fan-only Discord and a pre-session video and post-session DM chat for each arc of Dum Dums and Dragons, including all the historical ones. At $5, you get a weekly tableside chat, plus an ad-free feed where you don't have to hear any of us talking to you about Patreon or any other products that pop up. 
At $15 a month, you can name NPCs and submit names for places and things that have to get used to the show and mess with Tom. And at $25, you can create your own NPC that'll interact with our heroes and get a special thank you at the end of every episode. Just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today! And now, Timothy Dalton. You're doomed! <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> it's another net one. Did that's, I, uh, I'm that's pretty incredible. sure I talked about it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I'm not whistling Dixie here, folks. This is real. This is a real phenomenon. So you rush in, you swing your pick. Juniper, I need you to roll me a dexterity save. Oh my god, Leap please. out of the way. Please. 16. You manage to duck in the nick of time as a frank exchange of ideas comes <laughs> whipping by your head. I'm uh, helping. <laughs> <laughs> I will make your boots go faster. <laughs> um, and uh, sufficiently punishing. Uh, great. Which brings us to Butthole. Two fries have just stepped out of the back of the cart. You've got a berserker who you punched in the dick who's directly in front of you. So they're all within sort of like 20 feet of each other yeah. kind of thing? Okay, great. I am going to smack him with the shield gently in the ways of my movement and back up. He gets an attack of opportunity because I'm not disengaging. So the berserker will hit you uh, nine points of damage. And then I raise my arms to the sky and I cast a spell that I've never cast before. And I just yell, hot snakes! Oh my uh, god. A butthole opens in the ground that's... Nope, that no, is, no, uh, no. That is approximately 10 feet across. Uh, uh, it has... I have to go, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, has been, this has been a lot of fun. And but. then it farts out a flaming fart in a circle that is 20 feet wide and 40 feet high. <laughs> it summons from hell. All the flames shooting up out of it look like human poops. And it's a loud burning fart sound, but they all have snake heads that are hissing. And there's glowing hammers in there. Do you say hot, 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 uh, hot? No, they hot, do. Hot. That's what they hear. That's the voice coming from hell is the voice of Moonhammer going hot, 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 hot. So they all need <sighs> to, to make a uh, dexterity saving throw at DC 16. They all fail. <laughs> Amazing. Yay! They're, they're as shocked and appalled by this. With the exception of Stinky D, who's like, interesting. <laughs> all right. So the damage is 16 regular damage plus... 13 radiant damage. For a grand total of? 29 for each of them. Pretty good. That's a spicy meatball. There's my new blue flame, people. It's called hot snakes. <laughs> Let's just all take a minute and let that sink in what just happened. Right I there. will remember. <laughs> Every oh, day, a butthole farge gains new horrifying powers. Yeah, I was going to say, and uh, <laughs> so is anybody still up? Because Moonhammer's going to punch someone. <laughs> The berserker that you've punched in the dick a bunch. Just like the pit opens up and stuff starts coming out of it. And he's just like, you know what? Fine. And he just falls backward into the hot snakes and they devour him um, in flame. <laughs> Quattro Quattro does that classic superhero moving against a beam weapon thing. So he just kind of like closes his forearms around him and kind of starts shuffling forward towards you. Stinky D is actually having a party in it. It's like hmm. a guy in a wind tunnel. He's taking damage, but he's just like, this is fun. Yeah, so Moonhammer is going to take her shot at Quattro Quattro because he seems to be the most opposed to what's going on. 18. 18 will hit. Yeah, for sure. 
11 damage. It's so funny to watch that even when you roll like shit, you just have so many fucking bonuses. <laughs> I'm really high in wisdom. Gross. That's why I'm shit at intelligence. Well, that was a turn. That brings us to Quinny. You're buried under a building. Yes. You the said good I was news prone. Is you don't have to see the hot snakes. Thank God. I just hear hot snakes, though, and I still hate it. You just hear the booming voice of Moonhammer going, hot, 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 hot. Yeah. I thought she'd have better things to do. <laughs> It captures the moment where she's pooping every day, and it just saves it for when the magic's needed. I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely hate this. So I'm prone. To get up, I have to use all my movement. Yep. You say I also have to dig my way yes. out. Can I put something to you and, and tell me how you feel about it? Yep. My full movement to get up kind of in the rubble, in the tangle of this wreckage of the house. And then I'd like to use basically the combination of cunning action with halfling nimbleness to basically worm my way through the wreckage and kind of slip through gaps sure, and just, stuff like just that. Just parkour your way up? Yeah, yeah. Yep, great. So that's all the movement I've got in me. But I'm on the outside now. I want to get to Bucky. I'm going to try and Eldritch Blast the door sure. of yeah. the first prison cart. I'll give you advantage because you're shooting this giant stationary. Oh, you know that hitting the side of a barn with a shotgun thing? Mm. That's this. All right. There's an 18 plus six to hit. <laughs> so it's heavily armored, but you've managed to hit it squarely. And you see the door dent and bend, and you can hear people kind of jamming on the back of it. You think another one would probably knock it off the hinges. Okay, well, that's my turn. Uh, Juniper. Question. Can I shove Polka out of the way before moving my moonbeam? It's not a precise science. All right, I'm just going to get swordy then. Grabbing my sword will mm -hmm. end the moonbeam, of course. Okay. And I'm going to attempt to take two strikes at the Minotaur, I want to try to chop off his fucking arms <laughs> so he can't throw around that fucking Just hate that tube concrete. that much, Yeah. Huh? Do your attacks. I'm going to make you do them at disadvantage because you're trying to target a specific body part. Okay. But if you succeed in deal damage, then maybe that can happen for you. Well, not one. Not so that'll be on that. the first one. <laughs> And a two All right. on the second one. Bye, guys. Let's go create another character well, now. Polka, you don't have any arms anymore. <laughs> Juniper, you swing your sword soundly, aiming at Prindunkle's arm. However, he's very, very nimble with that concrete tube. So he manages to get the tube in front of it. And as you know, if you've ever hit something immovable with a sword... It jars your arm yeah. and knocks the blade spinning out of your hand. Aye. And you make that noise. <laughs> I do. Uh, great. Which brings us to the fine people of Phandalin. The archers are going to try and light up that final shield guy. Oh, that's a crit. So from up top, you hear, I can shoot just like daddy. And a little girl fires a crossbow and it just takes the guy in the back of the head. And uh, <laughs> nice. her dad leans over and he's like, you did good. She's like, I did good. These village folk are all stars right now. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've actually, they've had a pretty fucking bad run of things lately. So they're ready. Wow. So as first mercenary who is holding up the power shield falls forward, bullets start flying. So we'll get to that in a second. In terms of the sword fighters, they're going to engage with the other mercenary on the ground. However, they fail to hit him. He's fully trained, and they are but temporarily trained. Which brings us to the Minotaur. Uh -oh. He's in an interesting situation because now he's got two guys on him, which he doesn't like. Given that Juniper is now unarmed, hmm. I think he's just going to turn around, lower his head, and bull rush you into the side of the wagon. Sweet. So I need you to roll me, please, an opposed strength check. Okay. So roll a strength check. 23. Nice. I'm very strong. Okay, so he lowers his horns, yells, Dalton! And rushes you, but you're a giant. That's so, so fucking cool, just visualizing a bull man in a test of strength against a hippo, hippo man. man. Yeah. So very, he, he very rushes cool. you, and I think you just reach out with your hands and grab the bull by the horns, literally. Yep. 
I'm going to make him roll against your strength to see whether or not you gain control of him in a weird head grapple. So if you could roll me another one, Ooh. please add your proficiency and your strength. Okay. 13. Okay, so he does win, but now you're locked in a test of strength. Um, and we'll see what happens next turn. Uh, Who can yell Dalton the loudest? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, and that's what's happening. Yevgenovich. <laughs> He's getting tired, but then he suddenly sees a pillar of flaming snakes rise into the sky. He looks over, and he sees a little girl get her first kill from the back of a man's head with a crossbow. And he looks up, and he sees a random guy he's never seen before because he just was not paying attention during training. And he's like, there's a hippo man fighting a minotaur. This is the best fucking day ever. So he starts cranking harder. So he manages to get a bunch of shots through. So he will kill one of the archers at Alpha. However, he's getting so excited doing the crank that he doesn't notice the ammo belt isn't keeping up. And the ammo belt jams because he rolled a one. Mm. And he's like, ah, fuck. I wish I learned how to clean this. And you hear Annan get out just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so they spend next turn trying to fix that. Bringing us to Cart Beta. Yeah, Red Wizard and two knights. The two knights see the Hippo Man fighting the Minotaur and decide that maybe that's of more tactical necessity than disarmed person. So they're going to rush in and attack you, good sir, Polka. Ooh, one of them rolls a crit one, though, so he's actually going to hit Prindunkles. <laughs> Sweet. So the knight rushes in, swings, and just thwacks him across the back with a sword. Uh, and as he's still trying to charge gore you, he just reaches out with one hand, grabs <laughs> the knight's face, and throws him 10 feet into a tree. So the knight is going to take eight points of damage and is stuck in a tree. The other knight, what's your AC? Uh, 17. So he fails to hit you. I think he kind of rushes in. He's like, you got this, buddy. And then he sees the minotaur thing happen. He's like, I don't want to risk that. I hate trees. Fire mage extends a hand and a flaming blade appears in it. And he's going to rush at Quinny. Goo. I hate you almost as much as I hate trees. And, and houses. houses. And Timothy Dalton's. Generally speaking, I don't love much. That's why I'm an evil wizard. So he crits you. So you're going to take 16 points of damage. Okay. Oof. I'm going to half that with... Mm -hmm. um, Uncanny dodge? Yeah, thank you. I'm going to follow that up with my reaction, Hellish Rebuke. Cool. What do you say to him? Because this is a magic that comes from my demonic patron, I think I'd say something like, Oh, he was sleeping and now you've woken him. <laughs> okay, great. I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't like it. So as I said, I point my finger at him and the creature that damaged me is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. Creature must make a dexterity saving throw. He does not. So he takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save. Fancy. So that's a 1 and a 7, so 8 fire damage. He is a fire mage, so you get the sense he takes less than yeah, that. Yeah, I figured. Frostbrand is ready for him, though. Minotaur, so, Polka, I need you to roll me a strength check as we continue to, to grapple. All right. So d20, add your strength. 22. You beat him by one. You now have him in a successful grappling. It's like in a, a wrestling video game where you went from just holding each other's shoulders to holding him in a, now you can hit buttons to move way. So on your turn, <laughs> you'll, you'll be able to throw him. Which brings us to Cart Charlie. So the one berserker is still trying to get over the palisades. He's having a hell of a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tough mutter course and he just can't get up. <laughs> His power is unending rage. So he's like the least equipped to get through this American Ninja Warrior training right. zone. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, oh, I can't find a foothold. <laughs> He, he's just in the water underneath the American Ninja Warrior course, just screaming in anger, <laughs> splashing and screaming. Yeah. So that's his deal. Quattro Quattro, he unfolds his many arms, and he's going to attack Butthole with all four weapons. He's basically just General Grievous, just coming up and just swinging stuff at so you. So one goes through. Yeah, if you average out Grievous and Watto, 
you get quattro quattro. <laughs> <laughs> so he only hits with one, and he will deal you 14 points of damage. With one? Christ. Wow. And then Stinky D rubs his hands together, and you can hear Quattro be like, no, no, just don't, just don't, please don't. He's like, ah, you made me smell your stink, now you can smell mine! He's going to summon a stinking cloud, which he does by just kind of airing out his bag. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like flapping it. Guys, just you can't make me fight this guy and expect me to not like him. <laughs> so I need you to roll me a constitution save against poison, please, sir. Is it fart poison? Because I feel like I should have advantage if it's fart based. <laughs> it's not, it's like, it's like horrible unwashed body odor. It's that pig pen That'd cloud. be a 22. It's a different kind of stink than you're used to, but like, hey, you, you can live through I, it. I see it coming at me and I fart, so it mixes with my fart smell, and I'm like, okay, I'm prepared for farts. <laughs> all right, great. This is going to be the worst battle of all time. We're just going to stink at each other yep. and see what happens Worst here. battle. I'm talking every <laughs> battle for me. <laughs> this is alarmingly par for the course for us, which brings us back to the top of the round with Polka. All right, this is the round, you guys, where I'm going <laughs> to do a thing. Okay, so I've got Minotaur holding him by his horns. Yep. It's one of those things where I'm going to reverse my momentum and I'm going to do a reverse body slam while oh, holding yeah. onto him by the horns. Amazing. Yeah. So he's going over your head he's and onto going his back. Over my head, landing on his back. Why don't you spend me some stress and explain to me your wrestling background? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, my hatred of Timothy Dalton doesn't come from nowhere. <laughs> okay. People have wondered what he ended up doing after his James Bond days. I will tell you right now, he opened up an underground, dirty, MMA fight club. I was going to be the champion. I was going to win it all. I was going to be somebody. But Timothy Dalton couldn't handle it. And he beat me with this exact move. Damn, son. <laughs> so I have trained for the last 15 years, but like more than because I, I hippo years, right? Yeah, They're at yeah. least like 3.5 <laughs> years for each hippo year. So I've trained whatever 15 times 3.5 is in years in order to have this move ready in case I needed it. Yeah, that's a pretty good explanation. So yeah, let's say two, I'll give you advantage on the throw. And for my own edification, just as you're you're fighting with his horns, you can still hear what people used to yell and the famous goblin promoter, Paul Heyman, yelling, wait a minute, that's Polka's walk-up music. <laughs> Roll with advantage. That's much better. Oh, the power! 23. So for Knuckles, he's, he's getting good purchase. He's like, this is working for me. And then all of a sudden, he feels that slight slip, and he's like, oh, the Dalton maneuver. And in a, a feat of tremendous strength, you just flip that motherfucker up over your head, and you go to body slam him back. And of course, you'll recall there is a giant prison transport behind you. So you are just driving him through that fucking car. Yeah. Through the table? Oh, yeah. Through the table. <laughs> oh, my God. He's stolen the finisher from the Dudley Gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dave, can you roll me 3D10 body slamming? <laughs> Boy, howdy, can I? So I do this 24. Oh, the power. <laughs> wow. That was an unexpected turn of events. <laughs> Poco, you body slam him back. I'm going to let you stand up afterwards because you still got movement. Butthole fart. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm just thrown down at this fucking quattro quattro. Luckily, Goblin Jr.'s recharged. So Goblin Jr. starts biting some ankles, you know, getting mean. I only have two ankles. I must protect them. <laughs> That's why I got advantage over you, you dumb asshole. 20 to hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll hit. Great. And then I'm also going to wind up and do a second swing. 
22. Yep, that'll hit. Awesome. Moonhammer's going to fart up that first hit because we're just adding all that sweet, sweet power. So my eyes are like glowing. And just to throw him off because I know he's weak. Out of one eye, I don't even know what's happening. But a little fart poop snake comes out. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then the hammer hits him once in the face. How much do you think about this when you're not inside? <laughs> oh, no, this is all just me. Uh, <laughs> 17 damage from the first hit. Ooh. And then... Six damage from the second one. So that's 23 damage total from the hammer hits from me. Damn. He's looking pretty rough, but still in it. And I go, ah, I knew I was forgetting something. And then a hammered fist comes right up at his dick. 25. Yep, that'll hit. 18 damage from the moon hammer fist to the groin. As it comes up, he looks down, his eyes go wide. He's like, not my quattro twist, not. Uh, (laughs) Nails him in the crotch. He drops to one knee. He's really fucked up, but he's still up. But like, he's hurting. He tied them all together. So like, it hurts more for him. Quinny. You are up. Facing so, down this flame sword guy. Yep. So I'm going to I'm gonna attack him with Frostbrand. It's super effective. I hope so. That's going to be 21. Yes, that will hit the squishy mage. Excellent. 12 damage. So he's looking pretty fucked up, but he's still on his feet. I was hoping to just kill him to be able to do a little bit more, but I will use my movement. I will not disengage. I'll use my movement to leave him and head for that prison cart. Okay. And I will take, take the of opportunity yeah. with flaming sword. He will miss. Ooh, thank you. He goes to swing at you and like it's timed perfectly. It would definitely work. But his arm is so frosty. It's just ah, kind of like aha. cracking and frosting. I'm heading over to that prison cart. Yep. And I'd like to use fast hands to take my crowbar and just pry the rest of that door off. Sure. I kind of like to imagine as you're running over, it's just one of those things you flip it out of your sleeve. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And anyone watching is like, all the time? <laughs> you never know when something needs a good prying. Go ahead and roll me a dexterity check with advantage because you're using a crowbar. So that'll be 18. Yeah. You managed to crack it open. Door swings out, and inside you see Bucky! Bucky! Yay, Bucky! Pull this character sheet over onto the table now. <laughs> <laughs> what does Bucky say? Mr. Quinny, I knew you would wreck you some... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, 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 you, gotta, you gotta keep owning it. That's yeah, who he is. Mr. Quinny, I knew you would wreck you some... <laughs> and he just starts spitting, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he hugs him and says, I love you. <laughs> and that's how Bucky busts onto the scene. <laughs> oh, dear sweet Bucky. <laughs> Should Bucky roll initiative or is he just going to kind of Yeah, yeah? I guess. <laughs> it's time to bring some chaos magic into I this battle, I just coincidentally right? ran out of spell slots for my little warlock, so. Tom, it's been too orderly so far, so you want a nice chaos mage? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just throw a 19 in there for Bucky's initiative. Super excited to just be contributing. Cool. Juniper. <laughs> Can I see my sword? Yeah, it's nearby. <laughs> okay, I do want to die for my sword. Okay, great. Because fuck. <laughs> So uh, I'll let you use your move and your action to die for the sword, pick it up, and stand up. Awesome. You've got your sword, though. Ready you feel to great. fucking go. Brings us to. <laughs> so sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, listen. I feel you. We learned from Polka sometimes it's a long way to a payoff, but the payoff's big. Yeah, that's right. You're building to something. Okay. The Fanlon guys, the archers are successful in dropping the other archer from Alpha. So Alpha only has the one mercenary left now. However, the sword fighters are not faring well, and they're suffering fairly severe losses. Honestly, we sort of knew that was yeah, going to happen. Not a surprise. Brings to Alpha. There's the one mercenary left. He sees that the cart is open. He looks around, and again, he's normally in it for the dollar bills. He's not really in it for the end, so he's like, fuck this. He drops his weapon, and he goes to run. But the slightly untrained civilians don't recognize that a fleeing soldier is not a threat. 
So the swords people who rolled a 20 just fall on him and just cut him up as he attempts to run away. Grim. And they're like, we are doing our jobs. Honestly, they're not wrong. <laughs> so Alpha is now completely destroyed, which brings us to the Minotaur. He's just been Dalton. Yeah, <laughs> he's just been Dalton. So he's prone through and his a car. feelings are very hurt. Oh, man. Yeah, he is. He's real bummed. He is going to stand up. He's dropped his tube. He's going to try and drop kick you. I think now that we're in wrestling mode, he's uh, <laughs> he wants he wants revenge in uh, the only way he knows how. So he's going to just try and give you the boot. But minotaurs aren't great at leg day, so he throws a big stomp. But you're ready. Come on, this is this is a standard comeback from yeah. being Daltoned. Come on, this isn't your first rodeo. What's he going to try to polka you? You're like, that's my move. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that. So he's real disappointed and pissed and, off. And disappointing, frankly. Yeah, really. Yevgenovich, does he reload? He rolled a crit. So Yevgenovich is... Thinking to himself, like, okay, okay. And Annan's trying to fix things. He's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get the gun going. Gotta get the gun going. And he's looking around, he's looking around, he's looking around. Then he grabs something that he thinks he can clean the barrel with. And then it launches out of the front. And Annan's like, the fuck did you do with my grenade? And he's like, whoa! <laughs> um, so the grenade goes flying at the knights. Well, the knight who isn't in the tree. It'll hit him. And it will blow him up. <laughs> and it's like, all right, good use of the grenade. Yeah, Genovich just like, what's a grenade? Which brings us to that guy's a lot. Beta. So <laughs> one night exploded. The knight in the tree is going to try and get down. He does not. There's <laughs> a man in plate mail struggling to get yeah, out of the tree. He rolled a four, so it's slow. Like, okay, well, maybe the strap. Nope. Okay. Well, mm. The wizard is pretty injured. He's going to try and run away, but he rolled a two, so he doesn't get very far because he's still frosty. But he's trying to rush off into the town. So that's Beta, Charlie, we've got Stinky D, and Quattro, the berserker who's climbing the passes. Let's see if he gets over. <laughs> All right, he's made it to the other side. <laughs> He gets shot. Quattro struggles to stand. He's so injured, he's only going to be able to take two swings at you, butthole. He'll hit with one of them, 13 points of damage, but he's looking real rough. Stinky D, on the other hand, he sees his friend is really injured. He's like, oh man, wish I could help with that. Uh, and he's going to throw an acid arrow at you, which will likely also hit. Thanks, so he's got a roll. What's your AC? 21. Again, stanky stuff. You got this. So I think you maybe just Darth Vader palm it, so it just splashes against your hand and does no damage. Yeah, it splashes against my tattoo that says, Alan is your friend. <laughs> and I'm just like, it sizzles. And I'm like, I do miss her. <laughs> but it only hurts me emotionally. Top the Polka. The Minotaur just tried textbook dropkick reversal on yep. the Dalton, and yep. that's simply no, not going to no. work out. So at this point, it's time to take advantage of the fact that he is, in fact, a Minotaur. I'm going to try to grab him by his horns again. I want to see if I can grab and then split outward like that. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I figure he's now hurt. Going to wishbone him. I'm going to wishbone him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not going to enjoy it. Can you roll me a melee attack? So yeah. d20 plus your strength. And proficiency? I don't know. You're just using your hands. I guess you're proficient with your hands. Sure. You can add your proficiency. Sweet. 21. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so you've got him. He's going to try and resist. You roll a two, so he does not. Ooh. What do you say? There's only one answer to that question. Fuck you, Timothy Dalton! <laughs> and you just pry his head open. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and as it happens, he's like, why crack, not pop? And then his head just <laughs> flies open. Uh, Sweet. And you just hear me from the other side of the palisade, seeing out of the corner of my, why does he even have a crossbow? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck, that is a dead minotaur. Sweet. Um, okay, butthole. Moonhammer's going to take a shot. at just staggering Quattro Quattro is just going to come up and try to just do an uppercut. And it looks like it's popping out of my stomach almost, just with the whole timing of the whole thing. 20, not natural, but to hit. Yep, that'll hit. 
17 damage from Moonhammer. Moonhammer pops out of the belly, punches him, and I think kind of curls inward. And then you just see him flop, Kevin James style, all arms out, dead. And I look over at Stinky D and I say, at last, how this was always going to end. Uh, <laughs> and I charge him. <laughs> as, as you do so, he's like, will you marry me? Um, So I jump into the air and fart myself forwards to take a swing at him. 27 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. And then using the full body, uh, my feet are trailing behind me and you actually see little glowing buttholes appear at the bottom of my feet and they ram my whole body into them as a weapon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, but farts. Good God. That one is 10 to hit. I mean, no, you get there and up close, the smell is truly incomprehensible. I'm okay with that. I'll take what I can get. And with that last power, my body doesn't hit him because he sort of sideswipes, but I've been swinging around to hit him, so I hit him twice as hard in the torso with the hammer. I aim for gut because I figure if I can take the stink out of them like you can push it out before people plan i know the weaknesses 12 damage 12 damage so you get the sense as you hit him that he's not carrying in his gut he's just generally a stinky dude but he's also a wizard so when you swing you just feel that gentle delicate wizard rib cage (laughs) and as he falls over and his eyes begin to glaze over he's like i'll take that as a no and he falls to the ground dead and i look at him and i say yeah public proposals aren't very nice (laughs) plus i'm already engaged stop honing in on her action then Um, i show him my promise ring for moonhammer (laughs) still dead i don't care i'm showing it to the corpse i'm right he's wrong (laughs) all right with all of their most powerful people taken care of the remaining Greywater people surrender the one night in the wizard the night the wizard and the one berserker who lands on the other side of the palisade looks up and just (laughs) makes direct eye contact with polka as polka pulls a minotaur's (laughs) head apart and drops it and he's just kind of like all right fair enough two guys left the knight and the flame mage okay. knight Lucky flame mage lightning he's very enthusiastically let's, let's get him and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the flame mage puts the sword away and does one of those like flourishes where he puts his hands up and like haha it's gone and yeah. then he just gets struck by lightning and explodes <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a knight in a tree and a berserker so the berserker I think just does a back away he backs into the palisades and kills himself <laughs> <laughs> just a spike appears in his mouth and then you look over and Bucky's like I've got mage hand <laughs> <laughs> and you can just see the mage hand disappear. Pushing him, yeah. Sure, great. So you have a knight in a tree. Yeah, we gotta go help dead. him down. Bucky, like, points a charge for him. Bucky, he's like, no, 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 don't. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean, 
Where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- Dr. Tucker, what have I told you about keeping samples in the fridge? (sighs) Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.